Hello and welcome to another episode of Don't Call Us, We'll Call You, the podcast about audition mishaps, laughters, funnies, fails and and disasters, let's face it. (laughs) Each week we go through our mailbag of listener submissions about their own audition tales and a guest from the entertainment world joins me to read through them and we all have a bit of a giggle. And remember, it's not the end of the world if it doesn't go your way. This week... I'm joined by the fantastic Kaylee McKnight. She's an incredible actor. Uh, she has recently come off a world tour with Hugh Jackman. She's been in Les Miserables in the West End. She's been in Tina, the musical in the West End. She's been in Jesus Christ Superstar in Regent's Park. She is one of the fastest rising stars of the West End. And we are thrilled to have her talk through her audition mishaps and a few onstage stories too. Don't forget... Tweet along as you listen to the show. We are at Don't Call Us Pod on all social media and email in your stories to us, don't call us pod at gmail.com. But we start the interview and today's episode with my question as always What do auditions mean to you? Do you know what? I always think it kind of depends on what you're auditioning for. Uh, because I'm one of those people that puts loads of pressure on myself. I'm getting better at it, but <laughs> no, but do you know what I mean? Like when yeah. you really, really want a job, especially when you get further down the line, like I think it really, really, you have to like manage your, A, your expectations and B, like your nerves. So I, I actually enjoy auditioning, but find it harder the more the process goes on. Uh, yeah. And I actually, and, and surprisingly for myself, I quite enjoy dance auditions, though we'll come to that later because Are I definitely mad? have not, <laughs> I have not enjoyed dance auditions in the past, but like there's, I, I think, I think maybe because I care a bit less, I don't know, like, I think I've, I've just come to the realisation that I'm not going to like kick myself in the face and land in the splits, you know? I, I couldn't land in the I splits even if I wanted to, that's the oh, problem, no, I neither. can't stretch that way. <laughs> me neither, I never have been, so I feel like... Yeah, I don't know. I, I enjoy them. I enjoy them. But it, I do also still get nervous, for sure. I think, that, like you said, the longer it goes on, the longer the, the specific show audition process goes on, it's because you care You care more about yeah. it. No, one's, no one doesn't care about an audition. But yeah. the, the closer, it's like the closer you get to it, the more you pressure you go on. Oh, and, I, you know, oh, like I might have a year of wages or I might be able to go on holiday. Like it's, a, and like also obviously the show, yeah. but like all the like freedom that comes with knowing you might have a job is like yeah. so, ugh. The, free, <laughs> the freedom of knowing you're contractually obliged to do something for a year. <laughs> <laughs> Which is so ironic. But anyway. <laughs> See, I've said, I've said before in the show, like I used to get really nervous, but I think that was it. I It wasn't that I never... It wasn't that I didn't care, but as soon as I unlocked that moment in my head to go, it's all right. It's just one meeting. You're with these people for 20 minutes. And then if you do get to see them again, that's another 20 minutes you get to spend with them. And every time they see you, the more they know you as well. So it's it's, it's unlocking that in your head, I think. And, and you it's not you don't get taught it when you're at, at theatre school or, or drama school or whatever. But I think that's something that maybe... I mean, I'm talking like I, I was 13 years ago trained, but now it's probably a bit better. But it's it's the kind of thing that you want to tell grads, isn't it? Yeah, but then like, I think you can't replicate that scenario because we used to do audition prep at, you know, I was at GSA. And uh, yeah, so that was like 10, eight years ago, whatever. But like, it's just not the same when no. there's an actual end potential, you know? So I was talking to this, uh, talking about this with someone the other day. You, It's just not the same. You can... 
have mock auditions and mock auditions and mock auditions, but until you put yourself in an actual position in a dance hall with a pianist that you yeah. haven't met, you just can't practice it. And you think you no. can, but you can't because your no. head will go, oh, this is new. There's also so many variables. Like it depends like what's happened to you that morning, what mood you're in, what the studio's like, if there's enough room to even move at a dance call or like, yeah, what your pianist is like. It, it's, yeah, I, I, I do kind of love it purely for the, the uh, unknown it's kind of fun <laughs> no but it is though because I always think like when you get I think once you do more and more and more and you get more experienced at auditioning you you start seeing it as fun because sometimes when it goes wrong it's quite funny which obviously we're about to talk about for like that's the, the show but, <laughs> but like you know I think once you kind of grasp the fact that not all your auditions are going to go the way you thought they were going to go in your head yeah uh it, it definitely gets easier. And I think that's the whole point, isn't it? It's, yeah. We want to make sure that we, whenever the industry comes back, and it will come back. Yes. And whenever it goes to be as, as kind of full on as it was, we actually go, do you know what? If it doesn't go well, it's all right, because yeah. we are just human. And you can mess up in an IT job. You can mess up in a supermarket. You can exactly. mess up in an audition for this. So it's absolutely yeah. fine. I'll start with a quick one. Oh, I'm um, okay. this, this actually comes in from a, a West End musical director. And it's okay. just a little tidbit of advice that he said uh, for a casting <laughs> panel. One valuable lesson I learned when auditioning people is never let them sing unaccompanied. One guy came in with his own choice of song, but said he had no sheet music. It was only after what felt like the 30th verse that we realised we didn't know the song and we didn't really know how to stop him. He seemed to ignore our shouts of, thank you. In the end, we just let him tire himself out. Oh, my God. <laughs> now, as, as oh a person no. who works within the acapella industry and makes yeah. a career out of music with no accompaniment, I would never go into a West End show audition and say, I'm going to sing a song. I haven't got any music. Oh. I, oh, I feel like that's the number one rule of auditioning. Like, unless they specify we want like a folk song, you can yeah. do a cappella. Which or is completely different, yeah. I kind of feel like it's common knowledge to always bring backing, even if it's like on your phone in a worst case scenario. I don't oh. think auditions have not specified to bring sheet music in I about know. 20 years. So yeah. I don't, it's. <laughs> what the song was well long Some, like, i think 30 verse folk song from like finland or something <laughs> it's the fact that they were saying thank you <laughs> they were trying they were trying <laughs> oh man <laughs> oh dear and i know i know that particular pianist and i bet he was just hiding behind the Dying. piano like that well he could have gone you know for what? a coffee he wasn't needed it shows, was he? It, it shows resilience that they yeah. wanted to continue on despite Somebody Downfall. singing the entire Canterbury <laughs> Tales in front of them. <laughs> oh, man. I, I don't think I've ever done an audition with no music, but it, I've done a few improvised auditions, which are hard. Oh, So wow. I like, I've done a bit of improv comedy. I, by no means am I on the level of mischief or um, you know, yeah, yeah. any of the showstoppers or anything like that. But when you <laughs> go into an audition and you have to make whatever you're doing up on the spot, that is, yeah. that's hard. But that wasn't making it up on the spot. He'd prepared that and still... He could have said, I'll just do a verse and chorus for you. Yeah, no, no, I'll, no, just, I'm going to do... I'll just do a couple verses, you know. <laughs> I'll just do 45 verses. That should be fine. <laughs> I hope you're sitting comfortably. I've locked the doors. <laughs> oh, man. 
What was an audition that sticks in your mind that didn't necessarily go the way that you wanted it? I've said to you before, like, I'm actually quite lucky I've not had too many embarrassing experiences. <laughs> but I feel like that's because after they happen, and they, I've got two very prominent ones that happened okay. incredibly early on in my auditioning career. And I think they both sort of scarred me for life. <laughs> that's the worst. The fact they're early on in your career and you're still oh, thinking about them. I know, right? Like, not great. <laughs> no, we'll start with one. So uh, on. this, this was... Um, I was auditioning for the tour of Shrek, right? Okay. It was my first round. And I actually think it was my first time, or maybe only like the second time for this casting director. And it was at Pineapple um, on the top floor. You know, that big studio on the top floor of Pineapple. And it's also like super echoey in there, which is great. Like lovely. If you can hear what's going on. And so (laughs) I... (laughs) I picked this song. I picked a song from Carrie, the musical. It's called I'm Not Alone. And it's got this really delicious key change in it, which you kind of have no, it doesn't move for you. You you as the singer just have to like pitch that key change and it moves with you. And um, I practiced and practiced and practiced. And it was, again, like I said, I sing this audition song a lot now, so I'm fine with it. But maybe hadn't practiced enough and when I was leading into this key change, I'm like fully belting. I start to realize I cannot hear the piano accompaniment underneath me. No, no, and no, 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 no. And I was like, no. oh God, oh God. And so I literally pitched it. And when I say I missed that key change by about like a seventh or something. So like, I was like, uh, no, like full on, just holding it, trying to find oh, it. No. And to the point where I was like, I cut myself off mid note, mid singing. I was like, I'm so sorry, everyone. I need to go back and do that again. (laughs) Like literally stopped myself because I was so embarrassed. And the casting director literally looked up from his phone and was like, "Um, yep, sure. I think you should do that again. And I went back. Luckily, I didn't do it badly twice. Oh, you did it uh, all right yeah. the second time. That's, I that's okay. I did it all right the second time, but I definitely was more tentative, that's for sure. But, See, a lot um, of the stories that we get told are uh, cringe, 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 and resolve. So that was good. Yeah, <laughs> it was it, at least, and I got a recall, so it clearly oh, didn't score me that badly. Oh, but, it, doesn't um, even, it doesn't even count. It doesn't even count if you've got a recall. <laughs> but no, it was that, you know when you feel like all the fire and the hot, like just rise up to your face i've never been more embarrassed in my life because obviously like singing i feel confident with my singing and there i was just like completely out of- <laughs> that's it that's though you, you, it's 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 kind of mentally you go oh i got a mistake it's fine i'll start again i'll do that bit again yeah you can do a, you can have a do-over it's fine i mean what adele chain you started a song again it's fine if adele can oh, do it you can do it yeah. in an audition but then it's because halfway through the next time you go through it and it starts at your toes and it goes all the way through your body, you go, yeah. oh my God, that just happened. Oh my God, that's the worst thing ever. And you're still singing, yeah, but you're it, going, and it was the cause. Ah, I think it was gonna the hate cause. Me. It wasn't just like I little, like pitched like one little note badly. It's like the kind of peak of the song and I <laughs> just completely fluffed it. But yeah, so that was, that was quite me- memorable. But you got a recall, so they so they liked you, and mate, well, that's it. See, they remembered me for being you. Terrible and stopping myself because of how bad it was. <laughs> I didn't even ask them to well, give me the thank you, thank you so much. We've heard enough. I gave it to myself. I was like, I've heard enough of myself. Thank you. <laughs> well, that that leads me in quite nicely to this um, okay. this next story, and again, it's about 
an audition for a West End show that sometimes something you maybe you can't hear it or, or maybe something just kind of freaks you out a little yeah. bit or something happens. But this comes in uh, and the actor says, I had a spate of being called in by a top West End casting director's team for lots and lots of shows that they were casting. I must have impressed them at some point as it was lots of auditions in quite a short space of one summer. But I had yet to meet the actual head of the casting team or land the final job. Now I knew from feedback to my agent that I was liked and the team wanted to find a good role for me. My hopes were high as I knew I was in a good place with them. I got called into, at the time, a huge long-running revival of a rock and roll musical at one of my favourite theatres in the West End that they were casting. Now I really suited this role because a lot of people had told me in the past I should play it. A geeky, chubby, kind of good male character role that needed to make the audience laugh whilst having a really good voice. Now I don't particularly get starstruck or about celebrities or anything like that, but there's still something magical about walking onto a brand new set for the first time, and this one was iconic. So it just caught me by surprise. It ruffled my feathers enough that I forgot my name when they said hello. Good stuff. I gave them a giggle, I thought. I felt good. Now the panel was sat in the stalls, quite a fair way back with not much lighting, and I was alone on the stage with a pianist. Again, nothing out of the ordinary. The pianist was new to me. I hadn't met him before, and it wasn't the panel's normal person. They asked what song I was to sing, and I'd chosen something from Jersey Boys as it was quite similar to the role solo that I was auditioning for. I walked over to the MD, introduced myself, and quickly talked through tempos and styles. He nodded, smiled and said, oh, that'd be great, as he knew the song really well. Well, it turns out, something just didn't add up. I started, after a bell note, and just missed the key. So I stopped, got the note again, panicking slightly, missing keys was not something that I did, and I'd sung this song loads and loads. And I got the note again. I started, but something felt different. It felt higher. Now, I'm a high baritone, so I can get the high notes in the song, but this just didn't feel right at all. I carried on as best I could, and crack! My voice broke right at the high bit. The pianist stopped, the panel looked up, and they were quite shocked. I said, oh, let's, let's go from that bit again, the chorus. The pianist started again, but decided to go much quicker tempo-wise than he had before, the, the way that I'd instructed him. The panel looked up again, waved as if to say slow down, but the panic in my head had intensified, so I stopped, said out loud, stop. The panel loudly snapped at me, no, not stop, speed up, you're oh slower God. than the pianist. <gasps> we restarted again, the tempo was different. I tried to match him, but the pianist seemed to have a mind of his own. We get to the high bit again, again feeling higher than normal, and crack, there goes my voice again. I'm absolutely mortified, but I carry on regardless. The panel once more put their hand up in the same way. I looked at them, nodded, and carried on to finish the chorus, looking over at the pianist who was deep in his music. But this time they said loudly and firmly, no, we do want you to stop this time. We've heard enough. I apologise quickly and say, I've never cracked on that song. It's, it's, it's one of my go-to songs. I thought, I, was, I thought it was a perfect choice for the part. I, I don't know what happened. No, neither do we, darling. The song should have been perfect, but not sung like that. I thank them, get my music back from the pianist, who says thank you. And as I walk away, I hear a phrase that broke me in two. Oh, I had transpose on. It was a third higher. 
My heart sinks as I knew it wasn't my fault. Anyway, I sulk off the stage, down the steps to leave through the auditorium. I knew all was lost. As I passed the row that the panel was sat on, I, I turned to my right to them and said, sorry, faintly, one more time. As I reached the door, I looked to my left and see the head of the casting team that I'd been yet to meet. The boss. The person who'd been told so much about me. She simply looked me up and down, shook her head and said, Oh dear, oh dear. <laughs> she shook her head once more in disapproval and shut the door behind me as I left the auditorium. I was absolutely devastated. It wasn't my fault. I wrote a really long email to my agent at the time on the bus home to pass on to the team straight away, explaining what I'd heard from the pianist and even sending them a recording of me singing the song really, really well. I was never seen by the casting director or her team again. Oh my God, that's horrible. I'm in pain I'm just listening to that. That was <sighs> awful. Like everything that probably could have gone wrong oh my went wrong. Oh my God, I'd be Start so to devastated. Car crash. Oh my God. Oh my God, whoever you are, I feel so <laughs> sorry for you. That was horrible. Oh my God. <laughs> It was, that's horrific. Absolutely horrific. It's the fact that hopefully they saw the email and went, oh, okay. And talk, maybe the pianist went, my bad. But you could have yeah. said that there and then and helped the oh. guy out. Oh. Goodness me. Just. Yeah, you know that what? was like, that was a bad pe- one. Pianists are amazing. Like, Incredible do people. Do not get me wrong. But I've definitely had a couple of auditions where I've maybe done a cut they weren't expecting and stuff has gone awry. And you're like trying to keep it going but you're looking across and you're like are we what song are we singing (laughs) (laughs) there was an audition that i had once and i was singing um i think i was singing santa fe from newsies but the old version of it so not the one it was it was before the musical on broadway came out it was yes i think it was the film version it was right i i just prefer that version of the song to sing sure and i i can't remember what show i was auditioning for but it was I think it was quite a sung through show. It was a Southwark Playhouse. I know that. But it was quite sung through. It's quite lyrical. And, and the version of Santa Fe that I sang was exactly that. Nice big G's, beautiful kind of soaring notes at the end. And I, the more important thing is I knew I could nail it. Yeah. I knew that I was like, that's going to show my, my acting off well. That's going to show my voice well. It's really good match for the show. And I, and because I'm a musician, again, I spend time with a pianist and make sure that I can, if they, if they aren't familiar with the song, I can really get that particular thing. And yeah, the, I did it, and and he even kind of played as I'd I'd kind of directed him, and he said, yeah, yeah, is it like this? Yeah, just decided to half the speed. He just decided to half <sighs> the speed. That's a and good question. Is it worse? For an audition pianist to play too fast or too slow. Oh, see, I, I again, it depends on the song. I used to take in <laughs> "Proud Lady" from the Baker's Wife, which yeah. is almost a patter song at times. Lots and lots and lots of tight words. And I've had audition pianists play super quick for that, and I'm just like, it's just yeah. too quick. So I, I don't know. I, I don't know what would be better or worse. I think, oh, again, I it's all know. on what the song is. But that's why it's so important. Well, clearly it doesn't matter. Sometimes when you go <laughs> over and you tell the audition. Yeah. Well, not even tell them, just kind of guide them and you work through it. And it's important to take that time. Take that time. Oh, my God. Like, it's like probably the one bit of advice I would give to 
like grads who haven't really auditioned much and yeah, are yeah, so yeah. nervous so they just want to give the music and get started like no spend take your time two or three minutes even five minutes if the song needs it to go through because i i do a version of waving through a window right uh, it's very good and but that song if it's not at the right tempo is an absolute swear word like yeah, not fun as i'm sure many many guys can attest to like it can run away either, really quickly it can run away or if it's too slow you're like because <gasps> that's so expansive towards the end so less waving through a window more stop and have a chat through the window yeah so. seriously but I, <laughs> so it's it's so important like you've just got to <laughs> say right here's where and also i mark up my sheet music like crazy as yeah, well yeah 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 but what do you so, what do you do in a situation where it just doesn't something doesn't gel I mean, yeah. transposed a third higher in, in finding <gasps> out afterwards. So what do you harsh. do? You, I, I mean, kudos for getting through it, person. But surely, that is you, just... surely you just, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I dread to know what the song was. Goodness me. <laughs> Especially how high it went. I'm thinking this is, oh. this is, goodness me, this is much like higher than I was prepared. So I've got another one here. Now this is this is a, uh, from a director who is auditioning people for a fringe musical. Quite a good example of how not to take rejection. Oh God, okay. An actor auditioned for my team and I for a revival of a hit musical we were casting for The Fringe. We'd invited an actor in who said he hadn't trained in musical theatre, but this was a role that required just a little bit of singing and he said he'd be absolutely fine as he could hold a tune well. He arrived and we asked him what his choices were for songs. He presented us with one of my favourite musical theatre songs, which was great. I was really excited to hear it, and also quite impressed for someone who hadn't trained in musical theatre that his knowledge of the genre was so deep that he'd picked this song. Sadly, it turned out he'd fibbed about holding a tune well, and he was indeed not a singer, shall we say. It was pretty much tone deaf, which was fine. He hadn't trained in it. We thanked him for his effort and politely said, well, that's all we need to see for this production. We were running a system of come back tomorrow for recalls. We'd love to see you again there and then so that people knew before they, we emailed their agents that night that they were expected to do some more tomorrow. When he realised that the other people were being asked back and he wasn't, he got really angry, shouted at my casting director in, and it says, the worst way and then stormed out the room, throwing his music down as he left. We didn't know what to think, and it caught us by surprise. So please be nice to panels, even if it doesn't go your way. Oh, God, yeah. Oh. There's no need for that, is there? I've not had anyone shout at a casting I was running. We we didn't operate on a kind of recall the next day basis anyway, but I've I've had people... And this was way, way early when I was casting stuff. I was only a runner at this time for my wife who was casting stuff. But we had someone come in. And you, first of all, you don't speak to a panel like that. You'd be really nice. You're, you're selling yourself to that panel yeah. more than anything. So it's got to be a really good representation of you. And we were auditioning for um, a children's theatre company. So a big family show with some pirates and pop songs and not quite pantomime, but that kind of genre. Yeah. Really, really interactive and, and fun and jub- bubbly and joyful, right? Mm-hmm. And we had we had a lady come in and she can't have been more than 32. Like, she was young. She's fine. But we, you know, we, we brought her in. Her playing age was what we wanted. So that's the most important yeah. thing. 
Now, I don't know whether it was because she was sat outside and most of the other people that we'd cast were for the younger princess role. And she was going for the pirate role, let's say. Yeah. But something had clearly, like, clicked in her head that she had a chip on her shoulder about something. Right. We, hadn't, we hadn't done anything. So I, I brought her in. Um, I said, hello, this is... Before I could say her name, she snapped at the panel and just said, yes, I know I'm old. She what? wasn't old at all. And oh age is irrelevant when you play your playing age. And we were just like, yeah. um... Okay, this is whatever the lady's name was. Um, what are you gonna What are you gonna sing? Oh, I'm gonna sing um, Whitney Houston. I'm like, brilliant, oh, yeah. brilliant, great. We wanted a pop ballad, so perfect. Yeah. I will always love you. Brilliant. She plugged her iPod in because we were playing it to tracks. Yeah. She walked straight over to the brick wall, lips up against the wall, face to the wall. And started singing, if I, like, at the wall. Which was a good six feet away from where we were. And we had a mark on the floor so they knew where to stand so we could, you know, catch them on the film and stuff. And it was just just one of the most bizarre entrances. And then she didn't even say thank you. She finished a song, took her iPod and left without anything. I just think she just didn't want to be there. But you don't, you at least say hello to the panel. God, that's so bizarre. It was bizarre. And I don't think think... I've ever, ever seen or experienced other people being rude at auditions. I don't think I've ever. But why would you be? It doesn't make sense. You're all in the same boat. Even if you have a terrible audition, like, that's not anyone's fault necessarily, you know? So even yourself, it's not like necessarily even your fault. So I think, oh, God, yeah. Oh, it brings out weird things in people, doesn't it, auditions? Like... It does. And I, and, and I think that's that's why we're enjoying doing this show, is that yeah. it's very clear it's not just us. Oh, yeah, for <laughs> sure. It, it, oh, my God. it goes on everywhere. And it, whether it's musicals, whether it's acting, whether it's TV, commercials, reality shows, oh, yeah. music industry auditions, they are everywhere. So... Oh my goodness! But I don't know what I don't know what possesses people then to shout at the panel. All right, if you maybe expected to get a recall, that's fine. And if it doesn't go your way, yeah, disappointment is absolutely allowed. Don't yeah. take it out on the panel when you're in the room. And <sighs> if they've said we we need you to really sing, and and unfortunately you you don't match that, that's all right. It just means that's not the show for you. Yeah. Oh gosh. Oh dear. It's, it, to be fair, it is always horrible when you know it's one of those ones where. They go, actually, that's all we need to see your yeah. release. Like, so you're always a bit like, oh, okay. But like, God, no. <laughs> I can, you can feel me. yourself burning up hearing it as well because yeah. you can oh, put yourself God, in that position. Cringe. <laughs> you know, like, I, if I was sat in the waiting room and I saw that, I'd be like, oh, God, I don't know. If, uh, what's oh. going on? <laughs> but that's it. It puts the rest of the waiting room and, and the panel yeah. in a really kind of cautious Odd. mood for the rest of the yeah. afternoon, doesn't it? Totally. Oh, dear. So I've got this one came in on Twitter and I think you might have already seen this, but I wanted to read it out because I thought it was just so wonderful and I can absolutely imagine it happening. Where's it gone? There we go. So uh, this came in on Twitter uh, yesterday. We're at don't call us pod. If you want to submit your stories on Twitter, slide into our DM, say hello and and I'll give you the email address. But yeah, this is a very quick, but a a really good one. And I wish I'd tried this back in the day. (laughs) A good friend did a cat's call right out of college. Not a dancer. She phoned in hysterics afterwards because she watched people perform the routine 
and at her turn, she faked a hamstring pull, grabbed her bag, and fake limped out the room. <laughs> it's now what I think about at every dance call since 2010. That's panic for you. Sometimes you become a genius, sometimes a weeping mess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that is like serious energy that I needed to have mustered up a I long ever think time about. ago. It's such a good idea. <laughs> there have been... One of my stories is about dance call where I wish I'd had that energy Come to on. fake a hamstring. Okay, so I think this was my first ever audition, right? So it was for <laughs> it was for um, Seven Brides, Seven Brothers, Hello. and uh, I um, my my agent submitted me and one of my best friends as well. We both got signed by the same agent, and he it was our first audition, uh, and. Got, got it through and I was like, oh, it's a movement call first. That's always my favorite thing as well. Movement call. Yeah. Anyway, that should have been a red flag <laughs> because it's never a movement call, is no. it? But, no, 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 no. You know, 22 year old Kaylee didn't know that. <laughs> anyway, so I rock, up, I rock up at dance attic with my friend and we're like, you know, they know we're singers and we're not dancers. So it will probably just be like a little step ball change and movement. Oh, we were wrong. Um, <laughs> so first, first of all, we get there and everyone, it was at dance, uh, dance attic and it was, basically like ballerinas limbering up in their like leotards and tights. They were all about five foot 400 and a size zero and beautiful. And then, you know, there's me, I'm five foot nine. I'm quite, you know, You're a taller tall than me. girl. Yeah, but I'm not like a ballerina. And then my friend with me, we were both just like, we are in the wrong place, but we'll give it a go. <laughs> it's our first audition. We've got this, you know, we're straight out of drama school. Like what could go wrong? We're at the peak. We're at the peak of our fitness and our dance yeah. training. What an attitude. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> this choreographer, and they were American as well, right? The choreographer for this. She's like, okay, everyone. So they start teaching the routine and it's incredibly ballet based, you know, Lots of pirouettes and all the deliciousness, which is fine, but you know, not my vibe. And I'm just about surviving through the routine. I mean, I'm doing terribly. I already know I'm getting cut after this. And then we get to the last, like four, they're like, right, we're at the end. So this is the last few moves. They say, okay, everyone, what I need you to do is go to a handstand cabriole into <laughs> the splits and then look <laughs> to your man. And so literally you just saw all these girls going into a handstand. If you don't know what a cabriole is, it's in a handstand cabriole to explain, which I now know from this audition. So when you go into a handstand and then you, you tap one leg to the other one, bring it down, and then you follow the other leg down into the splits. Oh, and then, and then you look back, at, look back at your man. That's always what I remember. And they're like, look at your man. And they've got their hands up and looking all beautiful. Now that should have been stunning, <laughs> stunning to watch. I can't even do a cartwheel. So I, I am there like frolicking around and then I get to that last bit and I just like throw myself down at the floor head first, land in a heap. And then I'm like crumpled, look, looking at my man, like <laughs> trying my best to look elegant, surrounded by basically the Royal National Ballet. And it's then like you, me. You like, want to just kind of go, ta-da. Like, like, can I just sing at you instead for four counts? Like I'll just do anything else. Uh, obviously, I did not get a recall. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what? But it was possibly one of my 
favorite auditions purely because I was like, it can never get worse than that. Like it true, and it truly never has. Oh my God. It's truly never got worse than that. That's and, and brilliant. It was. It was. If anyone was at that call, you know, I must be like what seven or eight years ago now, but. Um, if anyone was there and saw a tall mess in a heap on the floor, that gal was me. <laughs> that was you. So when, Just when, horrendous. When you said that you had a Seven Brides of Seven Brothers audition story, mm. it's unlocked something in my head of when I auditioned for Seven Brides of Seven Brothers. <laughs> now, I don't, I, I, I will tell you pretty much exactly the same story. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but... It was so long ago, it was before I trained. I was still oh like doing my BTEC in performing arts down in Wales. Yeah. And I had an agent at the time because I used to do quite a lot of TV down in Wales because the license things for like 16, 17 year olds were different back then. Yeah. So they called me up to London and said, oh, it's for the Seven Brides of Seven Brothers production. Um, they want you for the younger brother. Now, I'd just done Seven Brides of Seven Brothers in youth theatre, but as Adam, as the older one. So yeah. it's a show that was really dear to my heart and I knew it inside out. I've got this. Brilliant. So I thought, <laughs> oh, great. I know what the dancing was like because I'm 17 and haven't trained. So I come up to London on the bus on my own in a really nice, you know, outfit. <laughs> and, and I, you know, shorts and T-shirt with a dance call. Knew that I was going for the younger brother who has to look you know, much younger. So I expect people to be older. So I walk in and it was dance static. And I walk in and look around the room and there's like 50 people in this room, all like six foot one and built and in like jock straps oh, and t-shirts and stuff. Right. <laughs> yeah. Thinking, oh, good. They're not, they're not the people for the part I'm in. And I knew it was the only call. And the only other person that was shorter and looked younger was someone who I now know as one of the best leading men in the West End. <laughs> And I just looked around and I thought, this is this 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 looks a little bit more of a dance call than I thought. Exactly like you yeah, said. Yeah. Everyone's like in Royal Ballet. And I just, just what a waste of everyone's time that was calling me up from Wales. Because I never claimed to be a dancer. I wasn't a dancer back then either. The and I thing. just like, like, oh, God. The confusion was so real. I was like, I should not be here. Like, at all. <laughs> like, why am I here? I was I like, unless you want to go and do some the... scales. So know. the agent back then had just seen the money, the potential money and gone, hey, 17, that's good. He don't have to pay him so much commission. <laughs> so I, I completely feel your pain for oh, that, that particular production. Do you know what, though? It was a good basis for me because every dance <laughs> call I've ever done since, I've always been like, it's never going to be worse than that. Like ever. It's truly never going to be worse it's than a, that. In at the deep end dance wise. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm just going to add in one more that came in from Twitter yesterday, which I thought was wonderful. Um. And it just reads, one of my first auditions after a hellish routine, they said, go to the corner of the studio and do your tumbles and tricks from the corner. <gasps> I walked to the corner where the door was and kept walking straight out the door and out of dance attic. <laughs> we've, that would be me. <laughs> we've all wanted to do that every now and again. I just, <laughs> what tumbles and tricks? I Like what? I like... can do, I can do the, that thing like where you make your thumb in half. That's that. But the thing is, back then, if they'd have asked me to do tricks, that's what I would have thought they meant. That's yeah. what I thought they meant. Tricks, what can you do? I can make my arm spin around like it's Whoa. made of rubber. And make this make this 5P disappear from between your ears. No, goodness me. Oh, yeah, my God. I'm sweating now. even thinking about that. I feel your pain for that one, Kaylee. A really good one came in um, from an actor 
earlier on this week, and I, I think this is this is great. So I'm auditioning for The Wizard of Oz in Dublin for a Christmas panto a few years ago. Now, when most people are auditioning for The Wizard of Oz, it's normally for the Scarecrow, the Tin Man, the Cowardly Lion, or, you know, Dorothy herself. This time's a little bit different. I was auditioning for Toto the dog. <laughs> <laughs> So I get to the audition and it's a workshop audition with five other guys. The director gets us to, quote, get into dog mode. And we go down on all fours playing around as if we were a dog. (laughs) (laughs) Barking at birds, scratching ourselves and even sniffing each other's bums. (laughs) We were... We were then introduced to the girl playing Dorothy as they wanted to make sure we were compatible where she would throw a pencil case and we would go and play fetch with her. Like a chemistry test. (laughs) What? (laughs) So we spend about an hour and a half doing all this (laughs) before an hour and a half before the singing portion and then the audition is over. (laughs) Weeks go by and the cast is announced, (laughs) me expecting to see one of the other lads in the audition on the poster. Oh no, after all that and having more than one workshop, they cast a real dog. (laughs) That's the story of how I basically did pup play for an hour and a half only to be beaten out by a real dog. (laughs) (laughs) That is actually epic. I love that. I don't think I don't think when I read that the first time I'd clocked an hour and a half. An hour and a half. Oh. A dog workshop. I am done. Oh, and I need to, to not research even that. Get the job. I'm no, done. Not, not even not to get the job. Not even be, someone be of your species to get the dog. <laughs> oh. oh my god. Also, goodness. like, what does Toto sing? What do you mean there was a singing round? Oh, well, I don't know. Maybe he was going to do some jitterbug. I'm not sure. <laughs> oh man, that, that is just that's funny. Quite something. We've, I wish that I wish that someone had been cast as it because I need to see the footage of a human Toto. <laughs> it's, now, see now what you've just done there, Kaylee, is you're going to send me through a YouTube spiral I know. of finding actors who played Toto in The Wizard of Oz, like oh. those, like when you Google Beast Beauty and the Beast photos from like community theatre productions oh, in yeah. the states. It's going to be one what of Krista those. was doing tonight. Okay, it's like it's like what's that? Um... The Legally Blonde, you know, the kids oh, doing Legally Blonde oh, and they've got someone just being like, woof, in the corner. <laughs> Maybe it was him. Could That's where he should have got his inspiration from and then he would have really got the job. I know what actor it was as well, so I'm not going to go and check his spotlight to see if he's then now gone on to do any further canine roles. So again, we talk about how auditions go wrong, but we have to remind ourselves, even if you get the job, sometimes things don't oh, quite Something go I know to too well. <laughs> <laughs> so this was, this was in the last West End show I did. I got quite renowned for having flimsy ankles. I sprained, I sprained my ankles a couple of times and uh, one show, Whoopi Goldberg was in watching. No. So everyone was like, yeah, let's give a pull out. And we'd just done the first number. And um, we're all in these like big 1950s like dresses, we're all in a club dancing. And then after that dance number, we all stand on these steps that go into the audience. 
uh, uh, to watch a performance, a live performance from the band. And of course, I fell down those stairs into the audience. <laughs> so you just saw skirt flailing around and my dance partner like literally grabbing me and dragging me back up and holding me up while I'm like shaking. Um, look at your so partner. I, I know, yeah. Look, look at your man. Look at your um, man. <laughs> but no, <laughs> well linked. But no, um, I, uh, it was embarrassing. And I got sent home. I got sent home. I didn't even meet Whoopi. After all oh that, no! There is nothing more embarrassing than falling off stage and all of that bit of audience being like, ah. <laughs> you were in it's the just... audience already. You just looked like you were dive stage dive and that yeah. nobody was prepared for. Totally, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> just wanted to get involved. The audience at the so... Aldrich looking at you going, what? What do you want me to what? do? What do yeah, you want me to it do? Was, it was just, this is not a cute moment for me at all. So yeah, I, f- I feel... Also, like, how do you ever make falling over look good? Like, you just can't. And how many times have people on stage fallen over and there's nothing you can do on stage? You can't help them. You just got to laugh at them, which is what everyone was doing. I'll have to share this on our timeline, but lovely David Hunter shared a clip of him from Waitress oh, yeah. in the Bows just absolutely stacking it the other day. Brilliant. I mean... Uh, he completely have, owned it. He, he has absolutely nailed that because people. Are, he, I saw him tweet like he's had over a hundred thousand views of that clip. Everyone loves a fail. Like, Everyone loves a fail. Do you know what? I have another <laughs> falling over story from that same contract. Two um, in the same production. Yeah, but this wasn't right. This wasn't my fault. So that we, okay. we're talking about things that go wrong on stage, right? <laughs> I I am the easiest person to make laugh, and people. Oh, join the club. This People clock this early with me, like early. I'm talking like Les Mis, like Valjean, bring him home. Everyone's asleep. I'm there like shaking because people are trying <laughs> to make me laugh, like that kind of thing. But yeah, in the last show that I was in, uh, I there was a scene where I didn't say anything or even really do anything. I was just like a background person and I was like a studio assistant. So I used to kind of like move some set like props around like instruments and stuff. And then I used to go into the booth. So there was like a little door, there was like a a flat that came down with a door and then a panel that folded down. So it looked like a window of a booth and the desk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And for that to fold down, that that desk, uh, a member of crew used to come and and pull it down and then wait there so that when the scene ended, he could push it straight back up and the (laughs) straight up. So, so the audience time, think it's clever automation and it's just yeah, bloke. it's not. So, <laughs> however, with a particular member of crew, uh, he knew that it was super easy to get me to laugh. So he used to like, <laughs> bring on props that I had to use back there. So like, he'd randomly just give me bits of fruit or like an umbrella or something. And he'd be like, you have to use this like in the scene. So the guys would always clock on stage, would always clock that I was doing oh, weird no. stuff. Anyway, one day... This guy gets really cocky and grabs, <laughs> grabs hold of my ankle so I can't move. So I'm trying to move around and I'm stuck, right? And then I, I start to move a bit harder and he yanks my ankle to pull me back, but pulls me with such force that I literally hit the deck. And the <laughs> actors on stage said they were just looking around and you, one minute you saw me and the next minute you just saw me disappear. <laughs> And if anyone in the audience was looking at me at that moment, they would have just seen me absolutely oh, hit the deck. And it it was probably one of my all the backstage crew were dying. Like fully because there was about five or six of them back there with me. And they were all like on the floor wetting themselves. And this poor guy, like 
obviously found it hilarious, but felt dreadful afterwards. Mortified. Luckily, I have a sense of humour. But you've got yeah. to keep the show. You've got to keep the show interesting for yourself. You've got to keep it you? alive. And got to keep, got to it, keep fresh, it alive. <laughs> So before we wrap up, what would be your audition addition? Something that you'd add to the audition process to either make it more enjoyable, more successful, or just more fun? I feel, I feel like, do you know what I'd actually, this is like an actual legit one, right? Okay. I feel like if there were, if it was like a pop or a rock show, it would be really, really nice to not have to just sing with a piano. Oh, And preach. actually be able to Absolutely. sing with like either a guitar and a microphone or like a track and a mic. Because I think... Like so many of these auditions, it's so different like, with it, it. The energy of performing stuff like rock music to rock soundtrack is just yeah, so absolutely. much better. Um, but that's a really, really good. Obviously, it's a lot more money, but of that's, course, it, like it, it, it's, it's never a dream world. You can do what you but can like, say whatever you want. That would be my ultimate. But then, in a fun way, I'd quite enjoy it. Like every time you come out of your audition, that someone like there's a little like celebration so someone like pulls a party popper and like <laughs> hands you a bottle of like prosecco and it's like congratulations oh, yeah. enjoy the rest of your day even if you failed yeah that would be see, cute. brilliant and nice <laughs> so you want you're not asking for much full band much. celebration party at the end of the audition i like that <laughs> yeah perfect <laughs> kaylee thank you very much thank you for having me Ooh, there we go. Goodness, 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 goodness. That's that's all I can say. I'm trying to keep the show clean and not swear. So all I've got for today's episode is goodness, goodness, goodness. I tell you what, I am still sweating from reading out and listening to those uh, stories, especially Toto. Oh, my goodness. And I still haven't looked up the poster to see what the dog was. That stole the guy's job. Oh, flipping heck. Thank you so much to Kaylee McKnight. Wasn't she amazing? We'll definitely get her back on in the future to talk through more of your audition stories. And you should check her out online. She really is an absolute powerhouse and one of the brightest sparks in the West End at the moment. Thank you so much for listening. We really do hope you've enjoyed this. You know, we're working hard on the shows in lockdown to make sure that we can bring a little bit of joy and a little bit of fun and lighthearted feeling towards our industry at a very, very sad time for everyone who works in the arts sector. If you're able to, then do throw a few quid as a donation towards a theatre charity of your choice. A couple that we would definitely suggest are Acting for Others or the wonderful Barn Theatre in Sirencester, which is very dear to our hearts. We'll put some links uh, down below in the episode description. If you want to, we'd really appreciate it if you'd uh, give us a review online or share some love about the show and say some nice things on Twitter or Instagram. Uh, we're at Don't Call Us Pod if you want to share it. There's a Spotify link that will share to your story too. And tell your friends, you know, we uh, we want you guys to be the very heart of our show and your stories to be exactly what drives the fun and the humour in it. So make sure you get people to email their stories to us at don'tcalluspod at gmail.com. So thank you very much once again. We hope you've had a good time with us. And until we see you again next Friday, 8am, remember, stay safe, wash your hands, and don't call us, we'll call you. Goodbye! Goodbye!